Uh, that was my attempt at uh, firing up the old podcast machine. Hey, thanks for firing up this uh, show. Appreciate it. This is how to sell a home for the highest price. Uh, I'm your pal, Dave Lawrence Johnson from Reno, Nevada. A licensed realtor for several years now with Sierra Sotheby's International Realty. And uh, enough about that, though. Let's talk about the one unexpected thing you should replace before selling your home. Nope, not the turlet. We'll tell you what it is on this edition of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. This is How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, a podcast specifically designed to get you the highest price for your home. A step-by-step guide to making all the right moves as you move and avoid all the pitfalls that can cost you tens of thousands. Here's the host of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, global real estate advisor, Dave Johnson. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Uh, Thank you not only to Jackie Lucky, our lovely voice there, uh, my pal from Kansas City, I've talked about before, but also thank you to uh, you for dialing up this show and uh, learning more about the home selling process. We've covered a lot of topics from everything from selecting a realtor to selecting your price and on and on and on and on and on. It's actually kind of uh, become difficult to figure out more things to tell you about. So if you have questions, please let me know. If you have a specific question about selling your home, I would love to answer it right here on the podcast. And the reason I bring that up is because, because I do have a question that I'll be answering in this edition here in just a couple seconds. So if you have a a question you want answered, just email me. Uh, The easiest way to reach me is justplaindave at gmail.com. J-U-S-T-P-L-A-I-N-D-A-V-E at gmail.com. So justplaindave at gmail.com. That's my old uh, radio name from Kansas City days. Yes, I was just plain Dave. And uh, no, I'd love to hear your questions, uh, even if you think it's a silly question and you don't have to give your last name. You can just say like uh, Susie or Rhonda or Jim R or whatever the heck you are. You you can make up a name. I don't care. Your name, your email address could be uh, bobsmith at gmail.com and you could uh, send in a question and say, uh, yeah, my name is Gary and I have a question. I'll understand. It's fine if you want to remain anonymous. Totally respect that. Uh, But we will uh, answer your questions, if you've got them, right here on our uh, podcast. And, you know, I'll do my best in other countries because we have people listening in Brazil, uh, Germany, uh, Canada, and uh, many, many in the United States. That's the bulk of our folks, of course. But uh, if you have a question globally, I'll be happy to attempt to answer that uh, about selling your home. Uh, could be difficult, but uh, it'd be certainly interesting to hear what uh, selling a home, what the differences are, because I have no idea uh, what it's like to sell a home in Germany, for instance, or across the pond in England. 
Not real sure. Anyway, uh, but if you do have a question, I would love to answer it, uh, and I would love to kind of know what you're wondering about. Even if you have, if you want to send me a quick email, just say, "Hey, I'd love to hear about more about the inspection process or whatever, whatever it may be." Let me know. Again, just plain Dave at gmail.com is the address. But let's get to the listener email for this week, and it says. What do I do if the realtor I interviewed seemed solid and well-qualified, but I really didn't like his personality? And that comes from Steve. I don't know the city uh, of which uh, Steve is referring to, and that's fine. No big deal. Uh, but Steve, here's the again the question. You basically interviewed a realtor. Seem solid, seem well-qualified. You probably ask a lot of the questions I talked about in episode number two, I believe it was, of uh, finding a real estate pro. Yes, it is number two. I see the old rundown right there. Um, but you didn't really like his personality. Okay, so what I would tell you is get another one. And that's fine. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel bad about it. Some people are not for all people. And honestly that realtor may end up firing you along the way if they don't jive with you. It is very possible. Uh, transactions are going super quick right now, so that's less of an issue right now. But in a changed market and you know a year or two down the road, it could be a more balanced market. And you're going to have to be able to deal with this person all of the time. You're going to get updates. You're going to get requests. You're going to get questions. And if you don't really want to answer the phone or communicate with your realtor uh, because you're not really a fan of their personality, then I would suggest finding one that you are. That Because there are plenty of realtors that are solid and well-qualified, as you uh, mentioned, but you got to find one that you at least you know have no problem with communicating with. Now, it's difficult to answer this because I don't exactly know what he means by but I really don't like his personality. I don't I don't know if that's just a simple like, eh, he rubs me the wrong way or he said something funky. I, the realtor did, I don't know. Uh, sorry, Steve, you can let me know a little more clarification on that if you'd like and we can discuss it more in a future podcast. But basically the bottom line is you need to really get along well with your realtor because you're gonna be in communication with them uh, pretty much a lot. And same with your lender. Uh, if you're buying a home and need a lender, you're going to be dealing with them a ton. They're going to be calling you constantly and needing this W-2 and this 1099 and this utility bill and proof of address. And blah. it's like, oh, it reminds me of uh, buying my first home. And I almost gave up on the process because I was like, so over it. I was I think I was working like overnights or something at the time in radio and always tired. I, I think I had two jobs at the time actually and just always tired and my lender kept calling me over and over and needing this and needing that. Luckily she was a friend if I remember. No, my realtor was the friend. I don't remember who the lender was. But anyway, it was just it just became so much. It was like a full-time job uh dealing with the lender. And that's honestly what it's going to feel like with your realtor. They're going to be calling you all the time with, you know, you got an offer on this. You got a, we have to sign this. We have a disclosure here. We're going to have an open house Thursday, whatever. You're going to be dealing with them a lot. So find somebody you like. There are trillions of realtors around every corner, it seems. So there are plenty to choose from, especially that are solid and well-qualified. 
So don't worry about that. And don't feel guilty either because, like I said, they if they don't jive with you, they may just say, you know what, this isn't working for me from the realtor's perspective, and they may fire you. We I don't know if people understand that that can happen, but it does. And uh, if, oh, I won't even talk about problem clients I've had, but I've almost fired um, some clients that lived in... Uh, rural Nevada is all I will say, who were just so rude. And I understand they had a difficult transaction. A lot of stuff came up, but I'm on their side and they're acting like I'm the one causing their problems. So it just, it, it, ugh, not fun. But anyway, the bottom line is you as a, the realtor can fire you as a client. So if you don't feel the connection with them on the personality level, they may not either, and it may not go well. So find someone that you do jive with. Um, ask friends. The, and that's the easiest way to find a realtor that you do like. Because if you ask three or four of your closest friends that live in your town, say, hey, do you happen to know any good realtors? They're going to know realtors. And the good news is they're probably going to be a similar personality to your friend because they're friends of yours. Does that make sense? I hope. Steve? So that's what I would do. Ask around, find a realtor that you do jive with on a personal level, and then that may, you know make sure they're solid and well qualified. And if you need those guidelines, go to episode two. It's called Simple Steps to Find a Pro Real Estate Agent. Oh, beautifully named, Dave. Good job. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so this episode, though, uh, thank you, Steve, for the question. And again, if you have a question, feel free to email me, justplaindave at gmail.com. It can be about uh, curb appeal. It can be about selecting a realtor. It can be about, uh, you know, the appraisal process. Whatever question you may have, let me know. And if you do need help finding a real estate professional in your town, I'm connected to not only the Sotheby's International Realty Affiliates in all across the world, but also uh, something called the uh, well, uh, there's several different networks I'm in the luxury real estate network I'm in, uh, the Buffini network I'm in, and the Sotheby's network are the main ones I'm in. I'm in the Cardis referral network. So if you, you know, live wherever you may live, uh, let me know if you do need a realtor. I can definitely uh, find a pro for you in your town. And you don't even really need to interview them if you don't want. It just You just need to make sure that they jive well with your personality. And then they're already going to be solid and well qualified if they're part of these systems. So, you know, let me know if you do need a realtor. I can certainly help out. But again, thank you, Steve. And if you have a question uh, for future podcasts, just go to, uh, just email me, justplaindave at gmail.com. Very simple process. Okay, so let's talk about the one unexpected thing you should replace before selling your home. So I'm going to give you a second. I'm going to pause. I'm going to enjoy the silence. And I'm going to let you think of what do you think, what comes to mind when you think of something that should be replaced before selling your home. The one thing that's probably a little bit unexpected, and I already gave you a hint, it's not the toilet. Nope, N nothing to do with the bathroom, okay? Um, so think. Think to yourself. You can even say it out loud. I Sadly, just not going to hear you. Uh, but what's the unexpected thing that you should definitely replace before selling your home? I wish I had the Jeopardy theme ready. Although if I played the Jeopardy theme, I would probably get sued 
for like a copyright infringement or something. Okay. Hopefully you've uh, whispered an answer to yourself and the car next to you is wondering why you're talking to yourself. Okay. The unexpected thing that you should replace before selling your home, drum roll please, is your doorknob on your front door. Now, I'm not saying every single doorknob across America should be replaced on people's front doors. But I am saying if there is anything hinky about getting into your home, whether it's the storm door, if you have one, or just the front door, if a, if a key sticks or if it, uh, you have to lift up or you have to do, like, whatever, repla- fix it. Replace it. Fix it. Do something. Because typically, nine times out of ten, it's going to be the realtor opening all those doors. But... Often, especially, let, let's say I was showing uh, my pal Leslie some houses today. We looked at two houses today. And I obviously o- unlocked and opened the door for her so she could go check them out. Um, so she didn't open the door herself, but she had gone outside to check on something. Uh, I think it was the roof, maybe. I don't remember. She went outside for a second, and then she opened the storm door. And if your storm door or your front door are, you know, hinky or they stick or they're they're jankety, fix them. It is a huge first impression to stepping into a home. It sounds crazy, but it's 100% true because I've had that happen myself as the realtor. I'm always having to, you know, struggle to get in doors that uh, are just either messed up or don't sit right or there's 18 locks. That's never a good impression either. Talk about uh, not a safe neighborhood. Like I'm, uh, I, I and it's happened so many times. I've had clients standing behind me waiting to get in, and it's like I'm unlocking this, I'm unlocking that, I'm having to do this, I'm unlocking that, and it's like, oh my lord. So if you do have a deadbolt and like a, um, yeah, I don't know what they're called, just a, a lock with a little knob on it where you just turn it to lock it on the inside side of the lock. Don't lock that. Never lock that. Just lock the deadbolt. You're plenty safe, okay? But the more things that we have to fumble with, like let's say there's you know two or three keys on a keychain and we don't know which one's open, the longer it takes for the realtor to get in the house, the less safe it feels as a consumer because they're like, what are they doing? Oh, there's two locks. I see. Okay, that sends the unsafe vibe about the neighborhood to that uh, client just by simply having two locks. Now, some people have two locks, that's great, but just lock the one while you're showing. Again, especially across the country right now, showings are two weeks tops. If you're over two weeks across most of the country, then you're in a bad uh, you're in a bad market and okay, great, lock both the locks. I don't care. But my point is you're gonna be on the market such a short time. Just lock the one lock during showing season for your home. And then go back to locking two if you need to. But make it simple to get in. Lock the deadbolt only so the realtor only has one lock to open. And if your storm door sticks or it's uh, jacked up or it's not sitting right or it's a little crooked or whatever, fix that. It is a huge first impression. And one other door note. If your front door is um, you know, kind of worn 
or ugly or chipped paint or whatever, fix it. Sand it down, uh, paint it, whatever, whatever the fix is for your front door that needs to be done, fix it. If it's the lock, if it sticks, if it's the paint color, whatever, fix it. It's amazing how important that first impression is. Yes, and I've talked about curb appeal being a, a very important first impression, but that front door and how how and also I, I'm interrupting myself. If the steps aren't quite quite uh, quite right to get into the home, like let's say it's kind of an awkwardly high step, go get something to fix that because it, it's amazing how jankety it can feel to go into some homes because of a storm door that slams or a storm door that sticks or a front door that uh, closes itself or slams itself or won't open easily just whatever you can figure it out go to your front door if you're getting ready to sell your home take a look does this well like we don't have a storm door at our house but if you have a storm door Check it out. Make sure it functions properly. Make sure it doesn't slam. Just make sure it's not weird. Same thing with the front door. If it slams or if it won't close all the way, like whatever, fix it. It's that simple. So I'm not going to run through every single problem that can be uh, going on with your front door or your storm door, but those are huge first impressions. And by the way, you can fix those usually for tens of dollars, literally, it can be a simple, uh, you know, part at the at a hardware store that needs to be uh, replaced, or it can be, uh, you know, a hinge needs to be oiled. The squeak, by the way, squeaking. Oh my God, the squeaking. Some doors, it's like, man, this sounds like a ghost town walking in here. Fix them. Just put some oil on it, or Earl for those of you in Kentucky. Whatever. Um, but, uh, just fix any of those front door issues. I promise you it's inexpensive to fix for the most part. There are some uh, fairly expensive uh, front door, uh, fixes, but it's probably going to be inexpensive, but it's going to make a huge impression if that's not a problem. You know, you don't need to wow people with your front door or your front lock or whatever it may be, but just don't turn people away or turn them off. Because it can say a lot about the rest of the house if it's all jacked up. And I can't tell you. I would honestly guess that mm, probably 40% of front doors are in the category, the unofficial category that I would call jankity. Just jacked up, weird, uh, don't close right, don't open right, whatever it may be. 40%. That's my guess. I don't know. That's just a ballpark. But uh, fix those issues. And uh, that will help with the overall impression of your home to get it sold quick and get it sold for the highest price possible. So there you go. Your assignment right now, head to your front door. Take a look. And then if you have any questions, just email me. There you go. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Please tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, Certainly appreciate it. And as our numbers grow across the world... We thank you for being one of the early listeners to How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. We'll see you next time around. 
Look for new episodes of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price every Monday and click subscribe so they'll show up for you automatically and get on the right track to saving yourself a load of cash by making the right moves when you're ready to sell. And if you need help finding a quality real estate agent in your area, just contact Dave at www.justplaindave.com.